Visions Now. Visions Now. Visions Now. Visions Now is resilience. Visions Now is community. It is enlightenment and it's the promising future that we're all working towards. Visions, friends, and family. Welcome to a sneak peek behind the scenes of our conversation on what went into the planning for our May 7th Spring Summit, the inclusion illusion, moving from the performative to the transformative. In this podcast, we'll explore the motives, the motivation, the opportunity, and what we certainly hope is a prescient moment in our country as as we speak, the state of Minnesota, The city of Minneapolis is emblematic of the acrimony and the division and the polarization in our national theater. How does Visions as a leading thought leader in the space of diversity, equity, and inclusion lead in a time where we are neither unified about our diversity, solid on our ideas about inclusion, and where equity seems to be a polarizing topic. Step with us behind the velvet rope, if you will, on the ideas that led to our conference. You know, I think about this in a couple of areas. You know, what happened as the world, while we sheltered in place with nowhere to go, had our eyes peeled open as George Floyd was literally lynched in public? Many of us were worried about how this would remind all of us of a history we thought that was well behind us. And as it goes, the lessons that we fail to learn from history repeat themselves in our future. America was forced to reckon with a conversation that they otherwise would have been distracted from. How do we reconcile our history with systemic racism, certainly bigger than police brutality, certainly larger than police reform, certainly as direct as that, But organizations and facilities and institutions across the country tried to solve the issues with education. We'll train it away. That's what we'll do. They tried to solve it with hiring. Yep, if we just make more diverse appointments in our C-suites, in our leadership roles, if we just hire more faculty and dang it, if we just teach more inclusive curriculum, that'll solve it. Won't it? It won't. This past year has found us across industry investing in book reads and book clubs and podcasts and listen sessions and listening sessions and all of the performative rounds. We've done the lessons. How will we prove what we've learned? Well, that's kind of the idea behind our conference on May 7th. And we invite all of you all to be with us as we started to put out our call for proposals and our calls for presenters, we had this idea in mind. Who across several industries has seen their institutions, their organizations, their leadership teams, and even boards respond with the early and nascent responses of performative allyship? Bring in the speakers, do the training, and how many people have done the thing that's harder, the sustainable institutional not thumb on the hand, but marrow in the bones type of work about sustaining effort. To that end, we thought that it was really important to bring together speakers 
who could talk about what inclusive hiring looks like. But not just that, because many of us have been acquainted with the phenomenology of this idea of the glass cliff phenomenon, the idea that we make this bums rush to diverse appointments in senior leadership positions across industry with no real thought about life after the hire. Those of us who are folks of color in predominantly white spaces know that the corrupted cultural inheritance of working while black is interviewing after you've been hired. So how then do we uh, hold the conversation and the work accountable to not just make diverse appointments, but to make those appointments stick? Those are conversations we're looking to have. What is happening in terms of policy? After you've marched your two marches and put away your signs after the ink on the markers dry, how do we move from the identity politics of performative allyship to substantive policy change? We have industry leaders across uh, political lines and from uh, many political spheres to help us with our advocacy out in the streets actually looks like. When we look at the responsibility of visions, both where we've been and who visions wants to be now, we have to make this paradigmatic shift we believe from being able to just identify the issues and build the skills to have the conversations. We've got to make the shift from talking the talk to walking the walk. And that's why this shift from the performative to the transformative is so incumbent upon us all. As we've talked with uh, vision staff member after vision staff member, it seems to be really emblematic of where we are in the organization's history. How can we take the skills we learned from PACE? How can we take the skills we learned from our training and apply it in real world situations? Well, if ever there was a clarion call to action, this would be it. We're excited on May 7th to invite an August group of colleagues together across education, across uh, the corporate sector, uh, finance um, and investments, people in ed tech spaces, what we find is the common thread is that people are tired of the talk about the work and are really invested in the doing of the work. And we're excited to, to have that be the, the perspective. In my own work, I am the uh, lead search consultant for Carney Sandoz, uh, Carney and Sandoz Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Practice, where at this juncture, we've done retained searches with a great number of schools in this year who are both reckoning with how to recruit, how to hire, and then how to retain a more diverse workforce, as we're also doing a lot of consulting with organizations around board engagement as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really holding faculty's feet to the fire about culturally inclusive curriculum and culturally responsive pedagogy. What we're finding is that it's easier to post on social media than it is to look at your curriculum. It is easier to donate to your favorite social action organization than it is to rehaul your hiring process. It is easier to perform than it is to transform. What we're finding after dollars and donations have been levied after statements are made publicly on social media, many organizations still find themselves bereft 
of the sustainable effort related to equity work that would make their public statements, make their philanthropic dollars actually mean something. What I'm personally excited about as I think about this conference, but also think about this moment, is helping people actually operationalize their equity work. As long as this is a conversation and not something we're instituting, we'll always come back to the conversation table. Instead of having a conversation table, what if we put stakes in the ground? What if we put foundations in these strategic plans? What if we actually put seed in the ground? What if we till the soil to plant the seed? What about the actual work? So I'm excited to be with folks getting their hands dirty and having the conversation. We're grateful even for this platform that we have with Visions and this podcast series hopefully as a trailer to invite you all to come to the conversation on May 7th. If you are a hiring manager, if you are a policy leader, if you are a social advocate, if you are a leader at any level, please come. Hold your respective communities accountable for putting some walk with their talk. As um, young Georgia-born artist Lil Baby would say, this work would finally have some bop in it. So we're excited to have you with us. We're excited to extend the conversation. Please join us on May 7th. Please also continue to listen to us um, wherever you can download our podcast, Visions Now. We're appreciative of where we've been. We're super excited about where Visions is now. Join us on May 7th. And thank you all for listening to our podcast.